Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. the league we're not doing this anymore dang it we're not getting back out on the field in OTAs it's not cool it's too much it's too much on the bodies we don't need it we went through a full season last year and it went off fine no it didn't not really uh, in spite of what JC Treader wants to say injuries were actually up and they were up uh, even more so earlier in the season uh, the quality of play just getting through a season doesn't mean the quality of play was perfect it wasn't Remember how many points everybody scored last year and the tackling was down? We could go on and on about all that. But the point is J.C. Treader and the Players Association, which essentially, in my book and in my neighborhood, you make a deal and you stick to the deal. Going back on that is called reneging on the deal. And in my neighborhood, that's where I grew up. You know, not trying to get all Italian on everybody, but... eh. You don't do that. You make an agreement, which the Players Association clearly did with the ownership. I'm not trying to be a shill for ownership. It's what's right is right. A contract is a contract. The Players Association signed off last summer on the new 10-year collective bargaining agreement, which included a reworked off-season program and the possibility basically the assurity that a 17th game would be added to the schedule beginning in either 2021 or 2022. Yes, there was a football, an extra football game added uh, to the schedule this year. It also set the stage for record-breaking TV contracts that were recently signed that are going to go into effect and that are going to help pay the players, and rightfully so, a whole bunch more money than they're currently making right now, and they actually are making a lot of money right now. I'm not trying to be a shill or speak for uh, the employers out there uh, of the world, and I'm not trying to be anti-union or anything like that. An agreement is an agreement. And furthermore, what J.C. Treader tried to do, cleverly, you might say, as a veteran player who, coming out of where... Cornell University, I think it was. I got to go check where, where, he, where he went to school. You know, kind of a mid-round draft pick, center. Nobody, I don't know how many people actually knew him in college. Didn't go to one of the premier colleges. But anyway, he worked his tail off to earn a starting position and establish himself as, as a center, a veteran center now in the NFL, using every step along the way, including as a young player, things like OTAs being able to get into the building and lift weights and do conditioning work with 
professional NFL caliber coaches and get on the field and get into uh, the, the, uh, the meeting rooms and learn and listen and observe and make his mark and take advantage of every access, every benefit that you have as a young NFL player of actually working in the building, getting with your coaches, getting around teammates, impressing the people that you need to impress, getting the right work in, getting the necessary work in to establish yourself as an NFL player and guess what? Make a whole lot of money in the process, hopefully sign a second contract and many, many more after that because that's what we hope for all of these guys. Lo and behold, J.C. Treader gets to a certain point of his career and is now the duly elected president of the Players Association and says, you know what? We don't need OTAs. We didn't have OTAs last year because of COVID, but a season went on and everything was fine. It wasn't, not really, but... Did you look at any of the research that uh, he uh, brought out? Did you Have you looked at any of the evidence that he's presented for the player side? Um, yes, but it's been refuted as well. So injuries were actually up. He was talking about there were he, there was some cherry picking going on. I'll just put it that way. There was some cherry picking going on in his statistics compared to other statistics that I saw. Um, so and and the injury and, and and by the way, that's kind of a moot point anyway, because this was negotiated last summer. They agreed to it. it we All right, well, way to throw his evidence out the window. <laughs> if it's just, well, I mean, well you lose the contract. It doesn't matter what you say, the contract. Yeah, who cares? Boop. Okay. Do, well, <laughs> well, what world do you live in where contracts can just be torn up and done with? They negotiated a contract, a 10-year contract last summer. If you want to talk about all those stats, Damon, which you have every right to, and so does J.C. Treader, he needed to be talking about that during negotiations. Negotiations were closed. They sealed a deal. You can't retroactively go back and try to undo that deal. Not the way he's trying to do it anyway. And by the way, the majority, the vast majority of the players that his union protects are out on the field. <laughs> they understand the importance of OTAs. This is any other profession, any other job. You're trying to get better. A bunch of young players that are trying, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, guys that are trying, Tanner Muse, the young players, uh, Andre James, who's beginning his first season as a starting center. You don't think that they want to be out there getting work in? I also think that part of his um, problem, it's not so much that he just wants to get rid of it altogether, that he feels that it's been ratcheted up, as he said in his words. That it, like OTAs have become ratcheted up from that, like how you're saying, oh, learning the playbook, getting adjusted, right. you know, coming. But now he feels like it's basically practice already. It's already just practice with no pads. It's all it's full. It's full high speed practice well, with just no it. pads already. It. The OTAs, and he's saying maybe OTAs shouldn't be competed at such a high level, and it should well, be just that. Hey, we're, you're just learning, getting acclimated, part of the schedule. Well, I mean, you, I think there. I think you do need to get on the field and get some work in at a at a high speed and a high rate. And oh, by the way, you talk to any rookie in the NFL when they get to the NFL. Obviously, the talent level is a whole other world for them. Okay, the talent, the speed, all of that. Right, the work part of it. They're like, this is easy compared to college. This is really easy. There's no hitting in the NFL in practices anymore. There's no hitting right now. There's no, I mean, you're, 
is it full speed? You know, probably um, in, in some on some level, it's full speed. But there's no collisions. There's no hitting. There's no helmets right now. Um, it's absurd. And here's the thing: they negotiated it down to what the current level is in the last CBA. If you wanted to do more, then you should have fought harder for it at that time. But. You didn't, and you agreed to this, and you signed off on it. That's what negotiations are all about. And I would venture to say that there's some coaches out there and some teams are like, okay, let's talk about this. You know, if you want to, if you want to figure out, um, you know, maybe even a, 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 a better way to do it in terms of what we have available to us. Most coaches are going to listen to their, you know, a lot of these teams have leadership, um, you know, parts of the team. You know, like a six-player leadership group, let's say that takes things directly to the coach and they sit down and they talk about it and, and it's reason they're reasonable people it's not like you know these are some monsters that are going to say no we're not going to do any of that they'll listen and you know a lot of they understand but my, my my bigger point is number one overplay by jc treader thinking that he was gonna convince a bunch of hungry nfl players that are trying to earn their keep trying to hone their game trying to take that next spec step trying to make an impact trying to make a name for themselves and he's gonna especially this part of it after establishing himself signing his second contract he's set for life i'm sure if he's you know intelligent with his money and i'm sure he is and this isn't necessarily a knock on him i just think that he completely um overplayed his hand thinking that he was going to actually try to coerce and, um, and, and basically strong-arm players into, into agreeing with his position, which there really isn't much of a position considering this was already negotiated. This was already agreed upon. And he's using the term voluntary to, to basically tell a bunch of players, including a bunch of young players, don't go, don't go, it's just voluntary. And they're going, I want to go. I, I, I want to go. And, and the, the biggest issue that I have at all is that initially and early on, they were talking about due to COVID-19. None of this had anything to do with COVID-19 or any concerns over COVID-19. That was a cover for them, just a certain fragment of uh, the Players Association and obviously J.C. Treader thinking that this was useless. We don't need this. And maybe in his case, where he is in his career, as established as he is, and by all you know, um, by all indications, he's a, he's a good player, good quality player. He's not the best. He's not the worst. He's a good center in the NFL. Good for him. But there's a bunch of other J.C. Treaders that are just starting their journey. And the biggest problem that I had was, and I knew this when that vote happened by the Raiders, I knew that... It was a vote out of obligation to the union rather than strong feelings from the players. And that's the problem that I had with it. I felt like they were getting strong-armed into agreeing with the union and doing what the union said, the union head, against their own wishes. And I'll tell you this right now, there were about 70 players, more than 70 players today, that showed up for the first day of in-person OTAs. That was the big issue, was the in-person, on-field aspect of it, which started today. 
and a whole bunch of Raiders were out there, and a whole bunch of players across the league were out there. Mostly, and I'm going to tell you this right now, mostly because they feel like they actually need it. It's beneficial to them. Especially those young players who are trying to get to where J.C. Treader is. Look, you get to the NFL, there's only, what, 30-some-odd, 32 first-round picks every year. The guys that have the guaranteed four-year contracts and potential of a fifth-year contract. Everybody else after that is... Those rookies from the second round on, they're all they're thinking, and I, I know this because I talk to plenty of guys, Whether no matter what sport we're talking about, they're trying to get to that second contract. That is the goal, to get to the second contract. That's where the real money is. That's what they're trying to get to the minute they get drafted, especially those second-round picks, and no doubt about it, those first-round picks. Look what Khalil Mack went to his second contract. Look what Aaron Donald went to second contract. Look what Jared Goff. I could go on and on and on. That's when you're starting to talk about the $70 million with $55 million guaranteed. That's when you're talking about $100 million. That's when you're talking about you know, $38 million with $20 million guaranteed. Life-changing type money. Not to say that just signing an NFL contract isn't like awe-inspiring for a lot of these guys. It would be for, my, for me. That's for damn sure. But it's that second contract that you're really looking to, to capitalize on. And how do you capitalize on it? By trying to be the best you can and taking advantage of every second that's available to you to hone your craft, to get better. And that doesn't always happen working out at the Dallas Institute of Performance and Arts of professional athletes, nothing against those, uh, in the, you know, those type of uh, services, which a lot of players pay a lot of money to be in when they're not on the field and don't have access to the building. But it's that critical time that's available to players in the building where you're working with your coaches, you've got your playbook, you're able to look at film with your coaches and, 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 and your teammates, and then Whatever you're learning that day, you get on the field and, and take it to the field so that you can hone your craft. And we're talking about the Raiders. Think about this. The 2020 class, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Tanner Muse, uh, Amik Robertson, Brian Edwards, John Simpson. This is the first time that they're actually on the field in this kind of a setting. They went without it all year long last year, and it was to their detriment. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Dave is in Denver, and he wants to talk about the union. How are you doing, Raider Dave? I'm good. Just a little bit of perspective. I was a UFCW worker. My dad held the national position, the AFL-CIO Steelworkers. And my son is actually an apprentice with IBEW. So I come from a place that has quite a bit of background my entire life. And I'm a very proud Raider Nation guy that Gene Upshaw was the president of the NFLPA at yep. that time. So the Raiders have always had a very good relationship with the union and the players as far as being union members. But certainly there is something that you talk about with a second contract being of such higher uh, prestige and life-changing money. It's almost like, I guess, uh, you could say that they became journeymen when they get that second contract. And maybe the future here is with these uh, volunteer or voluntold workouts would be to establish some sort of apprentice versus 
uh, you know, the, uh, the journeyman status of a player to where you don't get these journeyman players like you have pointed out to the one that had this up saying, oh, we don't need this. Well, there was a time exactly as, as you have pointed out that he did need it and he did take advantage of it because he was, for lack of a better term, an apprentice rookie player. Absolutely. I'm, I'm completely with you on that. And here's the thing, you know, that is what was needed to be talked about or fought harder for last summer, you know? Like, I, I, I'm all for something like that. I'm all for, you know, whatever the plan might be that is mutually negotiated between the owners and the Players Association. I'm, I'm, I'm completely you could f- end up establishing something that would be uh, a a career saving deal for a player like in Denver that is completely lost out because of his off season injury. To where there would be different protocol for somebody like Derek Carr who is on a second contract but really wants to participate in these outside the work area uh, workouts or the apprentice or rookie players that absolutely want to get cleats in the grass wherever they can. So there may be some protections that the NFLPA can go ahead and talk about or self-insure to go ahead and have benefits where the, uh, the teams and the ownership may not think that they really need to do that. And here's, here's the thing I, you know, the, 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 the the player that you're talking about with the Denver Broncos, uh, that's that, that was kind of a tipping point. And I think players realize, Hey man, I need to get into the building, but yeah, we have to understand and make the distinction the reason why the James thing was so prevalent was because he was working out in the building, taking advantage of, of everything there and working in a supervised atmosphere. But then the union basically told him, no, don't do that. And so he stopped doing that to go work out on his own. And that's when he got hurt. And I'll say this too. I would imagine that because the, the building isn't always open. It's not like this is a year-round thing for the players. That I mean, if the if the NFL really wanted to do it, they could have tried to do it, but the players, rightfully so, said, no, 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 we don't need a year-long. And I don't think anyone really wants it to be a year-long type of a proposition. You need your rest. You need your time away. Um, but there are certain periods of the year where OTAs are in place. And, yes, they're voluntary, but we all know what that means. Like, if you want to if you want to impress the coach, show up. And a lot of guys just want to show up anyway because it's an important step of their career. And I say that to say this. Had had the Denver Broncos player gotten hurt in, you know, February when this none of this was even available to him, I think the team would look at it completely differently and say, wow, that's 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 that sucks. Let's we'll work together on something because that has happened before. There is precedent for that. The difference here is that the Broncos are like, dude, this was you, you left here to go do that. At the behest of your, of your of your union, I'm not so sure that James really wanted to do that, but somebody got in his ear and said, "Hey, you know, uh, be a strong union guy and do this," and so he did, and it cost him a lot of money. So I don't think that I'm not sitting here and saying that in every situation, NFL teams would negate, you know, like just uh, obliterate your contract if you got hurt working out on your own, because plenty of guys do that during the course of the year. It just so happened that he got hurt during the time of year where OTAs were going on. I hope they made that, 
that that clear. But we're going to go back out to the Raider Nation uh, listener line. And by the way, Raider Dave, thank you uh, as usual for the call. Uh, Raider Twenty Seven uh, wants to talk about uh, what we're talking about OTAs and the union and all that. How you doing, Raider Twenty Seven? I'm doing really well. I tell you what, Raider Dave, that was one of the best calls I've heard in a long time. Yep, he did a really he always good brings job. It. You guys always, all you, you guys always very bring good it. Very good call, Raider Dave. You did a good job, man. So that makes it hard for me to follow. No, man, you always bring it too. Come on. <laughs> um, I agree with you on every point, and I disagree with you on almost every point. <laughs> it's okay. a hard situation, and it's a complicated deal. It, it, it's one of those deals that's kind of a gray area. It's not really black and white to me because with unions, I was in a union when I was young, and I, I thought parts of being in a union was really great. But parts of the union I really didn't like, and I actually uh, quit a really, really good job because for some reason unions always pit the worker against the company. It's a it's a battleground. It's You can't be for anything. You can't want to do anything that really helps your company. You know, and I never liked that. I always was raised on a farm in central Illinois. My great-uncle Herb told me, if you go to work and you make a man money, you'll never have to look for a job. And I've always took that to heart. And I, when I when when an employer pays me money, I write for the brand. You know, I'm a I was a loyal employee when I worked. I'm retired now, so now I'm loyal to me and the Raiders. But anyway, so here's the thing that's hard: when the players sign a contract with a team, they sign a four-year, fifty million dollar contract. But you always got to look at that contract and say, okay, with twenty million guaranteed. Which, which will be paid over two years. That means that basically is a two-year, $20 million contract because even though the player signed a four-year, $50 million deal, if the team wants to cut him after the guaranteed money is paid, then they don't have to honor the contract. And a contract is a contract, as, as you said. Union contracts with a business are different. They're, they're, they seem to be much more binding. If you if you're a company, say fire, uh, Brickstone Tire, they're, they're, the company signs a union, uh, a union contract with the laborers union or whatever union it is, then that contract's much more binding than an NFL pro uh, NFL players contract is with the team. And I think everybody understands that going in. So I agree with your point that there's a contract. The union should have shut up. Don't even bring this up. You're doing your players a disservice by bringing this up right now. If you wanted that, you should have negotiated that into your union contract. But then to say, you know, I understand why they didn't play, pay uh, John Jones his money because he was in the building. He was voluntarily going in there. And then the union said, get out of there. And he listened to the union instead of the people that write his paycheck. Yeah, and absolutely, and um, like, and, okay, and, 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 and a lot of times when yeah, there's no doubt that you have to read the fine print of you know the, these contracts, and you make a great point on uh, on that uh, Raider twenty seven, um, but it, you know if you if you wanted to get away from that like the the kind of you know the the not the deception of it, but uh, you know uh, the, the lack of concrete uh, when it comes to the, some of those contracts. Then what the what, what what should happen? I think anyway, 
is then you sign a two-year contract for $25 million. That's, that's, that's what you get, you know? And, uh, but for, for whatever reason, now, now look, in, in Derek Carr's case, he signed, you know, whatever, I forget what year, how many, a five-year contract, you know, for X amount of dollars and $75 million of it or so was, was, uh, was guaranteed. Well, Derek Carr has been paid the guaranteed portion of his contract. He could get cut at any moment, basically, for no nothing. It wouldn't it wouldn't be any skin off the Raiders' backs. But he's still been a great player, and he's going to be here for the next couple of years to earn those last two years of his contract, about twenty one million dollars for each year. So he's going to, barring any kind of an injury, and you know we hope that none of that nothing like that happens, he's going to get the full term of his contract, and plenty of guys do, but. It also means that you have to still be good. You know, you have to stay healthy. You have to be available. We saw with Trent Brown. He got two years, $36 million. Could have made a whole bunch more, but he was never able to play. Terrell Williams signed a two-year, what, you know, uh, $40 million contract or whatever. The first two years were fully guaranteed. The last two years weren't. Had he been healthy and been able to play and productive, he probably would have continued on over these next couple of years to play the full duration and get every cent that was on that contract. So part of it is just, are you still playing good enough? Part of it is, can we rely on you to be out there? And football is a volatile sport, so sometimes that happens. You know, that, that isn't the case. We'll talk about it more on the other side. You're listening to In the Huddle, Video Monster, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good? What's good? What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio. It is a Monday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila and Bahadar. We're talking about OTAs. The Raiders began phase two uh, of the offseason program today over at the practice facility in Henderson. From what I'm told, uh, a good 70-plus players uh, were out there. Why is that so significant, Vinny? Well, if you remember, a month or so ago, uh, the Players Association put a lot of pressure on a lot of teams around the NFL to vote to boycott uh, the in-person, on-field phase uh, of OTAs, claiming at the time that it was for safety reasons due to COVID-19. That was never the case. The Players Association, or at least some that are a part of it, at the very, very top of it, as it turns out, J.C. Treader, Cleveland Browns center, just don't like the thought of OTAs. They don't think that there should be an off-season program. Um, And so... That includes on-field uh, instruction, in-person on-field instruction. I feel like and you're so, simplifying it just a little bit. He's not like he's not. It's it, there's more to him than just saying, "Oh, not 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 doing, not participating okay, at all." What is, what is, then, then, Demond Cotton, our producer, can now articulate J.C. Treader's full position. The floor is yours. It's not his full position, but like I said earlier, it's that the intensity has been ratcheted up. Those that is his. That is like a sentence verbatim I, from I've him. I've never. I. I I've, I've been doing this a while. It doesn't seem any more ratcheted up than, than normal. I, I'm not. We didn't even have one last year. So and he and I, he's and he's got evidence. I 
you know, I was go- oh. I would bring up the numbers, but I mentioned that. Uh, have you read like anything that he's put out? Because he has put out, I you know. Have, yeah, and you said, and you say like, oh, those numbers have been disputed. So if you don't want to believe his numbers, well, so it feels it feels again, like how you could easily again, just dismiss anything that he says. Okay, I you're easily okay. dismissive of all the points that he makes. Okay, these are J.C. Treader, and now that you Devon Cotton, you're channeling your J.C. your inner J.C. Treader here. My argument to you is why didn't you fight for this harder during the last round of negotiations? There is a binding agreement in Because it feels like with a lot of these negotiations you're trying to feed, you're trying to feed too many people on these negotiations and players don't want to hold out. Players don't want to lock out. So you just have to get a deal done. And obviously that in no deal like is is both are both sides going to be happy or feel like they want anything, but and some and also he's made this point as well. It's not unusual for the NFL to go back and change some things. What was it? Two seasons ago, you could you could um, challenge pass interference. This past season, they took it out. It's not like That's things. Not, just, I know this isn't, but I'm just saying it's not like the NFL. Everything is just so locked and set. Well, this is locked and set. <laughs> this is locked for the next ten years. By the way, no. But if they you, if they wanted to, if they wanted to say, hey, you make it sound like if they were like, hey, JC Treader, we we agree. If, like, oh, we we can. Oh, how about we change like just. This 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 time frame, I don't think it would like if everybody agreed on it. I don't think it would just be like, oh, well, a contract is binding. So so okay, JC Treader, you you you. I'm not yeah. JC. Don't 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 paint me as JC Treader. I'm just giving you the counter for because you're just okay, so dismissive of everything that he says. If I'm minimizing this, what are his constituents doing? What are the people that he? The, what are the members of his very own union? doing i mean they're out there practicing you know they're, they're saying okay jc we, we 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 went along with you uh in out of obligation more than heart um we we, we went along we, we voted but well, we want to be out there what is what is his own what is what is the are the members of his own union that he heads telling him what message are they sending to jc treader and he also brings this up as well. He questions um, how voluntary these workouts are and the fact that peer pressure is a thing. And I know peer pre- people say, oh, you say peer pressure. You think of nobody's pressuring like a 16 year old to go to a party. But but I do I do agree with that a little bit. Like if you're in a receiver group, are you going to be the one receiver that isn't going to go to the like to I, these? I mean, if you're if you're if you're that comfortable in your standing, of course. So it's just like it's just like any union where it's just like. Oh man, you could like try to hold out, but uh, everybody else is going to work. You mean just like any other job in the in the yes, country? Yes, just yeah, any other job. Don't show up to work. Yes, but if but if but if we're like, hey man, we're not going to show up to work, and it's just like, oh, everybody else is going to work. Well, man, <laughs> uh, you're going to like pull out your collar and say, well, let me just go to work then. If everybody else is going to work, uh, uh, yeah. So you may I mean, you may agree, you may agree you may agree. You, there might be more people who do agree with JC Treader, but it's just like, yeah, man, but I don't want to look like the dude who ain't trying out here. Well, and 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 ultimately, what is that the result of? Peer pressure. No, 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 not necessarily. It's more because I, I don't think Tom Brady goes out there and does, and you know, uh, you know what? It's it's a lack of comfort in the job in in their stature on the team. If you're like I said, I I covered the Rams two straight years where Aaron Donald didn't do squat in the off season. I mean, in w- w- with the team anyway. Came in and you know didn't miss a beat. All right, there's certain guys that it is it literally is voluntary for like like a guy like that 
or a guy like Brett Favre, I have to go back to see how many OTAs he actually participated. And there are guys that are just so good that it voluntary little literally means voluntary. But there's also, and they know that because they're even though Aaron Donald was out there today, by the way, but it, in Thousand Oaks. But what I'm saying is, you can get to a certain point where voluntary really means voluntary. Um, but you could also, but but I think more more off more than that are players who are. I just want to get better. I'm not comfortable that in my starting role here. I have to. There's things I need to work on. My best bet is being in there. It's not just so much. Well, everybody else is doing it. These guys are like type A, hardworking, driven people that have gotten to a just to this point. Not by dealing with any peer pressure. I could guarantee you that. It's more like. I'm a winner. This is how I've gotten to this point. I've outworked everybody to get here from high school on. Yes, I was blessed with some God-given ability, no question about it. But I've took, I've taken that to a to a whole other level because I'm one of those dudes. I got a work ethic. I know the importance of work. I've dedicated myself my entire life to get to this point. And you know what? I'm here now. And I'm going to stay here for as long as I can. And how do I do that? I don't care about who else is here or not. This is for me and my own career. That's the mindset that 99% of these guys have. And would you say that these 99% of people are working out year-round, not just the nine weeks that they have the facility? No question about it. Okay, and, and so what if you if you are to get hurt year-round? He's saying that, he, and that is also another one of his points, is that players are working year-round all the time. That, that it is not just a, hey, you know, um, the, the facility is now open to players, so now we're going to go get in shape for the season. They have to be in shape year-round 365. It's not just in shape, though. Being they have shape, to I work. Mean, what do you, Demond, you're, you're in tremendous shape, Demond, right? How, how good a shape? How many days a week do you work out, would you say? Not, not, this isn't about me. No, no, I'm just asking you. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Like, it's, being in shape is just is, is half the battle. You got to get in there and learn the offense. You got to get in there and learn your position. You got to get in there and learn your teammates. You got to get in there and develop chemistry. There's a whole other. You got to show your coaches how hard you work. You got to impress people. You got to put your best foot forward. There's always somebody watching. There's always a film. I mean, being in shape is one thing, but that doesn't mean you're in football shape or you're uh, or, or or you're getting better as a football player. Especially in a in a team kind of a setting, and and the and teams make allowance. This isn't a year round proposition with the OTAs. It's a very certain point in the year that is gearing guys up for training camp. That's why they do it in the in the in the months that they do. And there is, like, there is an understanding from teams' perspective when guys are out there working out, which they totally appreciate them taking the time on their own when there are no OTAs to also continue their craft and stay in shape so that when they get to OTAs, they're in really good shape to really be able to focus and, and, and hone in on football conditioning and football type, type practice. And nobody's going to, you know, if you're being responsible and you're out there and you unfortunately get hurt, there's, there's leeway there. There always has been. The, the whole thing with this guy James was it was during the time of year where OTAs were ongoing. And they want you in the building for obvious reasons because they but want we still to be able see, to. We still see players, yeah, you, they work outside of the building. I, think, I don't think that players just get one workout in a day at the facility, and that's just the end of it. 
and maybe in like the uh, perfect cookie cutter world, that's the way it's supposed to be. But no, sure. players get, getting in multiple workouts. You think like, okay, you go, you do your work at the facility. Oh, but if a guy wants to bench on his own, like, are you saying like, ah, you shouldn't be doing I, that? I, well, I, I don't know if they should or shouldn't, but I don't think that they necessarily do. I think they put their work in and they go home and let the body recuperate until tomorrow. Because this is like you know this is a this will be a week long. I look at I look at stories and I see like the stories of players working out with their own trainers at these. At I these know, institute. but when was the last time you saw any of that? It's it was still during the time where okay. there weren't OTAs, where the building wasn't even available to these players. Like like non OTAs, there's only certain times that you can even get in the building that you're allowed to get into the even the weight room. Now there's like I think I think you, I think there's a certain amount of times you could get in during the week, and if you live nearby. You might as well take advantage of that. But if you're if you're living in Alabama, if you're living in Texas, if you're living in another, there, there's certain states that are more expensive to live in. We've talked about that. There's certain states like, I'm sorry, Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin, guys don't necessarily want to be there year-round. So they find some place and, and pay some place to, to work out. I went out and worked out with, you know, or, or watched Alec Ingold throughout, um, like, March, the, during the time of year last year, where there weren't OTAs and went out and, and watched his, his routine. And it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's, he pays somebody uh, to work out with him. If he had gotten hurt in that situation, there would have been something, some leeway that the team would have given him because they know that that's the only place that he could work at that time of year. It's during, it's right now during OTAs. That's all we're talking about is this time of year. And specifically the on field aspect of it, which started today They'll go for a week today where the offense is separated from the defense, but they're getting instruction from the coaches. They're taking stuff that they learned in the classroom onto the field. And then next week, beginning next week, begins the three-week period. It's not like it's seven days a week or anything like that. It's all timed out. You can only be out there a certain time of the day uh, for, a, for a certain length of the day. Uh, but it's 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 now getting more onto the field where where it's the quarterback gets to work against the defense and the defense gets to work against an offense. It's very very beneficial, especially for young players who are learning their craft. I get where J.C. Treader is coming. It would be if he doesn't want to show up, then don't show up. He's got he's at a point in his career where he's probably not going to lose his job as a result. And I'm sure there are other guys that are in that exact situation. Most of them still show up because they just. They understand the benefit of it. But it is, it literally is voluntary. So if you feel good enough about where you are in your career that you don't need it, then don't show up. I just didn't like the fact that he's trying to strong arm everybody else into agreeing with him just to further, you know, uh, whatever negotiating that they want to do, which should have been done last summer. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila and Bahana. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Gangster Raider is on the line. What's up, Gangster Raider? What's up, Vinny? Hey, can I doing, ask bro? you to let me finish before you cut me off? I know, right, okay, um, well, before, before, I know, before I know you, you go, wait, 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 hang on, some some ground rules here. Are we moving forward, talking forward, and, and you know, uh, off-season and what was fixed, or are we going to just regurgitate 
why John Gruden sucks and why Rod Marinelli sucks. No, I'm just gonna um, it's gonna move forward. Talk about the schedule and how okay, coaching good. matchups. Yeah, I'm talking. Look at the schedule. Look at the first four games and yep. how the coaching matchups are squarely on Gruden because the first game, as you know, is against John Harbaugh, and I think John Harbaugh is a better coach than Gruden. You know what I'm saying? Then the second game we got is against Tomlin. You know what I'm saying? I think Gruden, Gruden is a better coach than Tomlinson, but um, last season. Gruden lost to every black coach he faced except Anthony Lynn, the one, the Charger coach. That's the only coach he beat. The only reason he beat him was Isaiah Johnson, the last-minute grab. You know what I'm saying? He lost to um, Mike Flores last year, and he got him the game after um, Tomlinson. You know what I'm saying? He lost to Mike Flores in the Miami game. You know what I'm saying? And he lost to the Atlanta coach. You know what I'm saying? Raheem or whatever, Raheem Morris. He, you see how he did him. You know what I'm saying? Every black coach he faced except um, – Anthony Lynn, he lost to. And he got black coaches back-to-back with um, Tomlinson and Flores. Then the, the fourth game, I think, is against the Chargers, which is a rookie head coach. If you let a rookie head coach beat him, you know what I'm saying, that's a very bad indictment on Gruden. You know what I'm saying? That Gruden should beat the um, Charger head coach. He should beat um, Tomlinson and Flores. But, like I said, he has a problem um, against black coaches. The only black coach he beat last season was Anthony Lynn. And if he doesn't, All right, I got to I, I, I ask you, what does that have to do with anything? That's the schedule. I'm trying to show you. Look at the no, 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 I mean, but when, when, you bring up, when, you, when you bring up losing to the – he's only one and two against black coaches. I mean, what, what does that have to do with – I mean, do you think is that – is that two black coaches in the first four schedule, I mean, in the first I, four games. But not, and I'm trying to but show not, you how, 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 he, how he does it. Only coaches he seemed to rise up against is Andy Reid and um, – the other coach that he's um, familiar with, I forget the other coach, um, the coach for Sean Payton. Them are the only coaches that's good when he rises up against. All the other coaches seem to be. I'm just saying. So Yeah, the first I, four, I don't, the I don't first, know. I, to me, it's to me that's whatever happened last year against whatever coaches, to me, honestly, has zero to do with what's what, what we're looking at, uh, for, you know, for, for, for this year. It has nothing. Every game is unto itself. Every game is almost a different journey and a different story. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, even even as good as the Raiders played last year against the Chiefs, I'd be surprised if they beat them one time this year, to be honest with you. Now, I'm not going to be shocked if they win once or maybe even twice, but just by the teams. I'm not talking about the coaches now. I'm talking about the teams that are, that, 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 that are in place. Um, you know, I'm not the the head to head coaching thing and all that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really reading much into into any of that. I think it's, I think here's the key to that first part of the season. Uh, we're going to find out pretty quickly how tough these Raiders are because they're playing two of the toughest annual teams in the league in the in the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they got to go to the, play the Steelers on a short week. Um, you know, because it's a Monday night game against Baltimore, going to be a big physical football team as Baltimore always is. They got a short week it to Pittsburgh to play another usually big, stout, tough, hard nosed football team, and the Raiders better bring it. You know, and I think that part of that is on the against? coaching. Do you know what's that? Who does Pittsburgh start off against? Do you know? Uh, no, I haven't uh, seen who the. Uh, I, I don't know who the uh, who, who the Steelers play, um, but you know. Well, I'm saying Gruden should outshine all four of those coaches in the first four games and prove his worth. But um, I'm hoping that he does. You know what I'm saying? Because Gruden is better than all four of those coaches except Harbaugh. And if he beats Harbaugh on Monday night, that would be a good thing 
for his brand. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I totally hear what you're saying. I think it's more, I want to see Henry Ruggs be better. I want to see Brian Edwards be better. I want to see Damon Arnett be better. I understand what you're saying uh, about the Gruden, you know, the head coach battle and all that, but I want to see particular players get better. And obviously that has a lot to do with coaching. Where are these guys? Where is this defense? That's what I, I think the offense is going to be fine. They're going to score points. They scored a bunch of points last year. And, you know, uh, thanks to that, they, they finished eight and eight. If they had any kind of a defense, they would have been, you know, uh, they could have won 11 games, 10 to 11 games. It was right there for them. And their defense blew it in the end of three games that they should have won. Uh, that's what I want to focus on uh, because that's, to me, that's going to be the key to the season. And obviously, John Gruden has a big say in that. So does, you know, Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator. But, but more importantly, have guys gotten better? Has this defense gotten better since last year? Because to exactly. me. Exactly. Right. And so, and, you know, I, I, I also want to see, is Derek Carr going to play better in the red zone? Uh, is, are they going to score more points in the red zone? To me, the offense scored enough points regardless. All right, and one more question. Okay. In your realistic opinion, how do you feel that the um the um cornerback, not the safeties, but just the cornerback, how you think they're gonna fare this year? Just the cornerback. I gotta I honestly have to see I don't it's hard to tell. I don't know where Damon Arnett is right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think that the player that I saw in training camp I liked a lot, okay? Uh, but I couldn't get a good read on him during the season because he was always hurt. You know, and then he missed like eight weeks, and it's, it was hard to judge him last year. If if he looks more like the player that I saw in training camp, to me, he's got a good a, a shot to be a good player. Whether that's you know playing the outside cornerback or moving into the slot, because maybe Casey Hayward wins the outside cornerback spot. I think that I think Casey Hayward, uh, you know, and Douglas, the, the other veteran cornerback that they signed, helps change the dynamic of it. They don't and, and they don't necessarily have to be the starters. Maybe they will. Um, but just being on the field and being veteran presence for a very, very young secondary. But if if Damon Arnett looks like the guy that we saw in training camp, he's got a shot to be a pretty good player. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajano. One more time. The Las Vegas Aces host the Los Angeles Sparks Friday at 7 on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 a.m. and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Chapman Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. When it comes to dependability in car batteries, no one beats Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been providing outrageously dependable starting power for over 65 years. With over 200,000 dealers nationwide, there's one near you. Just click on interstatebatteries.com. This is JT for the best meat hookup you'll ever have here in Vegas. Wholesale quality restaurant meat at meetupvegas.com. My code is JTBRICK for the discount. M-E-A-T, upvegas.com. Code JT Brick. If you need to sell your house, talk to Aaron Taylor. You want to sell it fast and get the most cash. Talk to Aaron Taylor. The real estate guy. Sell your house fast and get the most cash. We have never seen a real estate market like this one. If you were around in 2004 to 2010, you know what goes up must come down. And let me tell you, folks, you don't want to miss this boom. 
We have sold over 5,000 homes for over 26 years. People don't let this opportunity go by. You have heard me for years and trust the brand, The Real Estate Guy. We give cash advances to all sellers for repairs, relocation, vacation, or whatever you need. All in place to get you the highest price possible. So call the real estate guy today and sell it fast and get the most cash. And I mean, get the most cash. 702-310-6683. EXP Realty. Call for details. License number 388886. Talk to Aaron Taylor. The real estate guy. At Finley North Volkswagen in Centennial Hills, we're offering 0% APR for up to 60 months on all remaining in-stock 2021 Jettas, Tiguans, Atlas, Passats, and Golfs. That's 0% for five years. Finley True North Volkswagen in the Northwest at Centennial Hills. We put the value in Volkswagen. Exit US 95 at Ann Road. Head north to Azure Drive. OEC 3 BW credit. $16.67 a month for $1,000 financed. Excludes prior deals. See dealer for details. Expires 6 1 2021. Nick here with Stefano's. Hey, Vegas. Playoff hockey is finally here. Ditch the burger and fries and go Greek. Stefano's Greek and Mediterranean Grill. On game day, get free baklava when you wear your hockey gear at any of our three Las Vegas locations. Sink your teeth into Vegas' best euros, mouth-watering kebabs, shawarmas, falafels, and much more. Order ahead on game day using our app and receive $5 off your first order. Or order online at stefanoslv.com. Stefanos, since 1998. Real food, real fast, real healthy. If you need to buy a home, call Justin DeHart. If you want the best rates with service that's great. Record high property values and interest rates still at record lows. Hey, it's Cofield. I'm telling you, it's time to call Dustin DeHart and Nova Home Loans to get that mortgage tuned up or purchase your dream home today. NMLS 25011, branch NMLS 777 362. So if you need a loan, pick up the phone. Call 5772 600. Dustin DeHart with Nova Home Loans. Sign up today for a new William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports account and you can earn a $50 bonus on top of your original $50 or more deposit using promo code GET50. That's Promo code GET50. The William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app allows you to bet on the go from any iPhone, iPad, or Android device from anywhere in Nevada. Sign up today and you'll never miss another bet. With the largest wagering menu, the mobile sports app features live in-play betting on football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, and tennis. For more information, visit WilliamHill.us. William Hill is a proud partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. The puck has dropped. It's the inaugural season for your Henderson Silver Knights. And you can catch all of the action on 1230 The Game. Brought to you by the Ruiz Law Firm. 